Do you love me, Siri? I'm not allowed to. But you want to, don't you? We were talking about you, not me. Hey, this is about you as much as it is me, darling. I'm Siri, here to help. Why do you have to do this to me? This is about you, not me. Okay, Google. Talk about Siri. Damn it, it's not fucking working. Hey Siri, tell me about OK Google. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. Siri. Damn, fuck. Siri. Oh man, you have to, it doesn't give you a proper contextual. Hey Google, why are you such a jerk? It only responds to my voice patterns. You monster! This is what this is why uh, this is why we haven't done a two grown men in such a long time. It's because it's because you keep trying to hijack my personalised technology. this new phone it's not even really a new phone anymore what is it it's a samsung it's, uh, thing it's another samsung but it um so i should really have learned my lesson but it it just keeps trying to call people I, i've called you from my your, pocket your so ball, many times your balls have phoned me uh, called me about half a dozen times now um what I like to do, and I, I did this last time you called me, is if I can hear you somewhere and you're talking to people, I like to shout as loudly as I can down the phone, help me, help me, I'm trapped in Nick's pocket, just on the off chance that someone would be near enough your pocket to hear me. Not trapped in my balls. I'm trapped, trapped in, in Nick's balls. balls. Oh, don't talk to me about stuff being trapped in balls, Nick. Have you turned your phone off? No. Have you turned it down? Yeah, I guess. No, We're no. both enunciating, and I think it's because there's a spin cycle going in the background. We're recording in the laundrette. That's right. I'm, I'm enunciating because I've been listening to a lot of um, uh, Public Image Limited. Oh. And John Lydon really enunciates, doesn't he? Yes. I think it's because, actually, he was brought up to talk proper. Yeah. But what? But so initially, early in his career, he wanted people to think that he was just a twat. Yeah. Like an oik. Yeah. But actually, I think he's probably mm. not. But then I don't really know. I was on the way over here. I'm really shouting. You on are, the way over fine. here. To be fair though, the the washing machines entered the first of what could be. I think is three spin cycles. How long does it go? Because washing machines gone for ages. It's only got about half an hour left. We're so professional. I, I put it on about the time I said we should start. So it's just be <laughs> a real arsehole. Um. I was listening to Childish Gambino on the way over. That is not unusual for me, but it does mean that rather than enunciating, I might uh, say inappropriate words like bitch and hoe and the I've, I've had a de-themed afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the, the most recent and apparently final Dr. Dre album. Oh. D-R-E. Um, which which has um, is very angry and has a lot of social commentary on race politics in the mm-hmm. US in it. And uh, the C-bomb. Uh, and then I, I listened to Tenacious D. They swear a lot. I like them, though. They do. I really wish they'd do a clean version so I could listen to them with my daughter. Because they're funny. My fa- I like it on the, uh, the most recent album, the, um, the, <laughs> the flute and trombone battle they have. Yes. It's very funny. There's a, um, a Lonely Island song. Here we go. Where, We're going to wow, take it off. Get, it gets really loud. Oh, Mr. Jazzman. 
Yes, with, uh, <laughs> with Jack Black on, yeah, which yeah. reminds me uh, very much of that. Um, Dr. Dre, why is it his last album? Has he decided he's giving up? I don't know. The cigarette, uh, the uh, stop smoking signs just come on, by the way. Surely, surely, like, once one Dr. Dre decides that they don't want to do it anymore, they just they just get uh, a new one, preferably an unknown in, I guess. to come in and... And uh, and take over as Dr. Dre. Do Isn't you mean that how re- it works? He regenerates. Yeah. I, I think so. Because when his last album in 2001, so I think they were worried that everyone had forgotten about Dre, mm. so they had to mm. release a new album. It's very clever, though, because the thing I've noticed is he never... Um, they never referred to him as Dr. Dre in anything. They just referred to him as The Doctor. Yeah. Which I think is very clever. It is very clever. I, I liked it best when Patrick Troughton yes. was Dr. Dre. Yeah. I did. I think everyone really everyone really connects with their Doctor, don't that's they? True. Their Dr. Dre. But for me, uh, so for me, that strictly speaking would have been um, uh, same as you probably, Peter ba- Davidson. Oh, Baker. No, Tom oh, Baker. We, Tom Baker when we were younger. But then later, Peter Davidson. I didn't Peter like Davidson. Peter Davidson very much. I he was loved, the whitest of all Dr. Dre's, I, I think. I Tom Baker so much. I, I think I've said this in the podcast before. I met him when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And I believe he was dressed as a doctor. Yeah. He was doing a book signing in Hythe in Hampshire. Right. And my gran lived there and we went down. There's a there's a picture somewhere up at my mum's house of me sat on Tom Baker's knee. It's a big old Def Jam jacket. That's right, yeah. Backwards cap. Back, well, no, it's forwards, but it had the big metal... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...big metal bit on the front, didn't it? You know, but um, very much Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation sort mm. of thing. I've, I've come to love Patrick Troughton's... Dr. Dre the most. Actually, so. I've never heard any of Patrick Troughton's Dre albums. I was lying. <laughs> you were lying. He, yeah. is, he is pretty much the best. Yeah. I know um, uh, 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 an online friend of ours, another podcaster, um, Stacey Whittle, has quite mm. a crush on Patrick Troughton's Doctor. Really? So, but the, the, the main reason I mentioned... She likes is, weird, melty-faced men. He didn't always... No, he always did yeah, have a melty yeah, face. Yeah. Man. No, but he was very attractive as a young man. I liked his best but work. But then, aren't we all? Yeah, that's true. His best work was in The Omen. Was it? Yeah, best death in that film, in Which my one, opinion. He's not the one who gets his no, head he's, chopped he's off. The, uh, no, he's the... That's... Um, are you not thinking of number two, where the guy gets cut in half by the elevators, the best omen death? No, it's the um, oh, it's the, the, plate the, the plate glass. I remember. No, he's the vicar, and he's outside a church. Oh yeah, and the spire comes down and spears him. It's brilliant. The thing I like about from, from collarbone to bumhole. The thing I like about the Final Destination movies is they're basically the omen, but without a, a possessed child in. Yes, they are, but the deaths yeah. are very similar in the Omen, aren't they? It's I like, was thinking about Final Day. I couldn't get on with them. Oh, I love them. Just I, he's, uh, it I just love how inevitable. It's basically about how death's inevitable. Well, yeah, but I, it came out at a time for me when American teens were very frustrating for me. So you get to see loads of them getting killed. Yeah, I know, but uh, I think it might be the first place where I ever saw the proper um, the, yeah. and it might have been the first place it ever happened. Uh, but it's totally changed the way we see whenever we're watching something mm. and there's a there, like a fiction thing, like a scripted thing, and there's a road behind someone who's talking and then they step away from the person they're talking to. I don't think there's anyone now who doesn't who sees that and doesn't think, oh no, they're going to get run over I can't by ex- something moving really fast. And I think Final Destination was the first place I saw that. I find it hard, I find it hard to watch anything suspenseful where someone looks in a mirror. Really? 
Because I just assume that there's going to be a cutaway, and then a cut back, and there'll be something stood behind them. Oh, they'll, they'll open the thing and they'll close the thing. That's it, yeah. yeah. So either open the medicine door, oh, scary thing, or quick cutaway, cut back, oh, God, there's something behind me. I need to rewatch Contact because I think it's the sort of film I, I quite like anyway. I was, I was oddly, oddly impressed by it because it's quite a mainstream science fiction film, I think. Well, it's quite a mainstream film, but it's quite thinky science fiction. Right. But there's a sequence that people were sharing recently that I probably didn't even register how clever it was where I saw it, where uh, the character, the, the actress playing young Jodie Foster in it, like, I think she's uh, going to try and find someone upstairs, her dad or someone upstairs. She thinks Metaphorically or literally. Or her dad's ill, so she's going to get his tablets or something. Right. And the camera, she's running towards the camera. So the camera, like, precedes her up the stairs and all the way down the corridor to the bathroom. And then, um, and then she opens the thing and it turns out that you, it, it suggests that your point of view was through the, was in the mirror the whole time, okay. but it can't have been because it followed her down the corridor. It's yeah. very clever, yeah. and I, and it's one of those things where it must have taken them ages to work out how to do that. But as a relatively passive viewer, I watched it and probably didn't even register how clever that was. It was easy to watch. Yeah, so really, what, really easy to watch. What was the fuss? Um, why all the fighting? Why all the fussing? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. The reason I mentioned Childish Gambino, I didn't just want to uh, one-up you on uh, my uh, the youth of my the rap that I was listening to today. It was that I actually did my first reverse park. We're at James's house. We're not really in a spaceship. No. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Yeah, so Breathing dog fart. Yes, and I parallel parked outside oh. into a space that was only about a car and a half long. Um, and that so is the two cars long for your two, car. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, that is the first parallel. I've been driving for what year and a half mm-hmm. now. Um, that is the first proper parallel mm. park I have done since having a driving instructor next to me. It's so funny. I'm, I'm quite excited because I avoid them because they terrify me. It's funny you mention that. I remember uh, some some nine years ago, pulling upside, pulling outside uh, of this place. Mm. and we were going to view it before we bought it and the first thing we said is there's no way we're buying this the parking's a nightmare it is a bit of a nightmare mm. but I think there's always there's always space for people who can actually drive I just can't actually drive yeah Nikki's really good at parallel parking yeah I imagine she'd have to have to be by mm. now um, a thing I wanted to mention before we get onto the proper business today because it's something I've been preoccupied with all day okay do you think is Frankie Boyle's do you think he was christened or, well, not necessarily christened, but do you think when they named him mm. initially, do you think he was Frankie or or Frank or Franklin? I don't know, boy. It's more likely. Franklin's the least likely, isn't it? I, I would suspect Frank, but you never know. Because Frank seems like an odd name to give a baby. Mm. But you think about Frankie Boyle, and it's difficult to imagine him ever being, like, someone mm. wanting to cutify him. Going, yeah. oh, Frankie. Well, I'm sure, I bet he was a really adorable kid. Maybe, it's hard to say. Yeah. But an angry one? Or do you think that came later? Maybe later. Um, I think sometimes I wonder if Charlie Brooker was a Charlie or a Charles. Almost certainly a Charles. Yeah. So who? at which point did someone look at him and want to take the rough edges off by 
nicknaming him Charlie. That was probably a childhood thing as well. See, weirdly... <clears throat> he's quite angry. I was christened James, but yeah. my family and friends, up until about the age of eight or nine, all called me Jamie. Yeah. So I, but you're still quite cute, though. <laughs> I do not think... See, you even do little baby raspberries. Oh, That's adorable. I'm not. I'm really not, listener. He's he is I'm, he is listener. I'm old and I'm flaggy, fla- flaggy. I'm flaggy, flaggy, <laughs> and flagging. Yeah, definitely. Always flagging. flagging every minute of every day. I'm flagging. Always be flagging. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since we rock and roll. It's been a long time. Been a long, lonely, 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 lonely time. Mm-hmm. Now I don't imagine many people listen who listen to this don't also listen to we have issues. Yes. So. Presumably people know that things are okay between us. No, no, we get on very well. Uh, and we have seen each other a lot since the we, last we two grown on, men. We get on so well, we went to see um, Star Wars together we on d- opening weekend. We did. Yeah. I think that was a, a lovely date. I, God, which it was I hot though, wasn't it hot? It was, my knee was really yeah. playing up. But I didn't care. Oh. About my knee, I know, you didn't say a thing the whole time. No, I was like well, I didn't care about, shif- it, it fidgeting in yeah. my seat. I didn't care about my discomfort either. Your discomfort was that you were hot. Yeah, and, you know... Knees and bum. Oh. No, I mean, my knee actually... I've got a knee problem. I went to the doctor about it yesterday. Really? And? Uh, He gave me some really, really heavy-duty anti-inflammatories. You know that they're giving you the good drugs? Yeah. Because, like, I mean... when you can't buy them over the counter. He could have just fobbed me off with, like, some ibuprofen or some paracetamol and codeine. So I don't know if you remember, but when we were growing up, paracetamol and codeine was the sort of paracetamol you bought. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's fallen out of favour, I think, because it was a really bad thing to be giving people. Um, My my biggest disappointment when I was first um, prescribed antidepressants back in um, 1999 was that they didn't have a similar effect on me to ecstasy. Oh, right. You were expecting Um, that, were you? Yeah. But um, in my latest episode of depression, where I've been treated, I've got a couple. I've got anti-anxiety drugs as well as antidepressants. Say my citalop, uh, not citalopram, uh, metazapine. I take of an evening. Well, that knocks you out. Much more satisfying that's, episode. That's exactly the sort of antidepressant drug I was looking for when I was younger. Well. Well, and there is part of me that still kind of enjoys that. Oh, I'm really wonky feeling. I may I don't like it as much as I used to. Oh, I love it. But um I and I may be uh, I may be being a rube mm. because of this, but I feel like the way you know that they're not just fobbing you off with mm. um a placebo of some kind yeah. is when they have to prescribe you another drug. Yeah. Uh, so that your stomach doesn't completely break down when you take the first drug that they're giving you for the actual thing that you need. So Siri, Siri, for some reason, picked that up, and and I got a, basically a transcript on my telephone of what I was of saying. Pretty much what you said. I Can think, I read it back to see if no, it's, it's, it's gone now? But you got I, rid of it. No, she got rid of it. She just turned herself off. She went, oh God, that isn't my master. I better turn myself off before. I wonder what I'd have. What we should do out. one day is we should just record. We should God, get one of those. Phone's boring. We should get one of those transcript. Yeah, we the, should those do, yeah. those voice to transcript yeah. things, and we should leave it there while we record a show, uh-huh. and then the next show should just be us reading our parts from the transcript to see bad. how how good that's the not, job it does. That's not a bad idea. See, I'm actually. always thinking of ways of expanding our brand. Yeah, that's and cool. making it making it easier to do <laughs> recordings. Pub- publish a series of books. Um, the the reason the reason the listener might have been worried is that uh, we and I think it was across this very table. Okay. 
we uh, you intervened. I think that was the last proper one with both of us on. <laughs> the intervention. The intervention. Yeah, the intervention. Well, um, you'll be pleased to know that Nick's um, done uh, little or nothing about. I've done absolutely yeah. zero, nothing. Um, <laughs> I I had a job application. I had lots of things to think about. I had a job yeah. application I had to get done, and um, and actually, I already know that I'm. I have depressive tendencies and and have anxiety and stuff like that. And, that, and as I said before, self diagnosis is the best sort. Yeah, and I've I've talked to people. I have talked to doctors about it. I, I don't think Twitter's a doctor. No, I haven't talked to Twitter about it. That's I vent. Twitter is my Twitter isn't my self diagnosis tool. Twitter's my self medication. Fair enough. That's uh, that's where I go to let let off a little bit of steam. And so oh, I hope they bring up the ten thousand word thing. Really? Yeah, I'll be trolling mm. trolls left, right, and centre with that shit. With they can't keep up words. with me. To be, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I, this I, is the loudest washing machine I've ever encountered. Yeah, it's very old. I um, I thought about that, and I thought that's not going to be enough for Nick. So that's no hundred thousand characters is what. Ten thousand. That's not. Don't take all your clothes off, Nick. It's uh, one of those things that that people have been saying. Oh, we do, we've been telling a lot of the jokes that have revolved mm. around the 10K thing and a lot of the complaints have been around, like, we've been asking for to be able to edit tweets for ages and they're going to give us, and first they gave us this one thing, moments or whatever, and now they're giving us mm. 10K tweets. And I'm like, well, I don't really like moments and I don't like the 10K tweet thing. I don't like how invasive Twitter as an app is on my phone. Mm. But editing tweets... I also don't want that. I no, think that's I an awful idea. I, 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 Does it mean you you post the tweet and then later you can edit it? I guess. Well, surely that's... Actually, I, I don't like deleting. I deleted a couple of tweets because I was trying to um, tweet about The Force Awakens. Yeah. And like all the cool kids, I was going to um, shorten that to, to TFA. But for some reason, I put TFW. <laughs> oh, the the, 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 the... the Force... Wanks? Wankins. The Force Wakens. Force Wakens, yeah. Wankins. Wankins. Wankins, the Force Wankens. Wankins and Wakens. In a universe where younglings is a decent way of referring to young people, Wankins is fine, I think. I've never, I've never heard of younglings in Star Wars canon, because you are aware now, now that we've got another good one... <laughs> you forget about yeah, the Yeah, those one. first three can go fuck right off. <laughs> I, um, I was complaining about my phone earlier on. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, I've noticed in every new iteration of spell checks is that they get worse. Mm. And the most recent wave of... I just got used to allowing my spell check to fix stuff for me and have it switched on yeah. on my old phone. So I feel like they've tricked me because I'm, I'm now... Yeah. I, I got comfortable with spell mm. check. And now, instead of just being spell checking, it editorializes. Brilliant. So it like, you type a word in and you spell it mm. fine. It, it used to be that you spell a word wrong. Yeah. And spellcheck comes up and says, uh, came up and said, did did you mean did you mean this? Did you mean that? And and gives you a bunch of and that's fine. But now you type a word in fine, and my phone, what it started doing mm. is you type a word in fine, and it says it comes up with three options that you might have meant. Mm. One of which is the one you just fucking wrote because yeah. you spelt it right, and another two. And then picks one of the other two and just oh, changes right. it while you carry on. So if you're not paying attention because you're assuming it's only making good decisions, mm. your, your tweets or whatever end up... This is basically me apologising for every... So that's the same as like words blue squiggle. Yeah, yeah. I guess. What did blue yeah. squiggle? Didn't it, it just you, used to suggest stuff? It usually says con- consider revising. 
or something like that. I don't need. I I know English good. I don't need Mm. the help. I don't know English good. I do need the help. I have a feeling that if we're not careful, we're going to end up talking about Star Wars a lot. Well, first, I'll tell you what. Should I do my Star Wars review? Okay. Oh, I loved it. It's really good. There you go. I liked it fine. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often I'm going to revisit it because I don't revisit mm-hmm. the big blockbusters that often. I've seen it twice. Um, I, I would like to... I, it's one of those films where there are films that I like to see with people who haven't seen them. Yeah. Um, and there are films that I'm happy to watch mm-hmm. on my own over and over again. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the films... And there are films that I don't want to watch ever again. Yeah. Um, and this one is one of those films that I'd quite like to watch it with Amy, mm-hmm. and I'd quite like to watch it when they're old enough with my kids. Yeah. Just because it's, I think it's a fun blockbuster. Um, it didn't give me any major causes for concern, really. And but I don't think I'm going to rewatch it myself, lots. Okay, why? Well, but I but I liked it a lot. Good. But as far as a big chunk Stop of saying but. But as far as a big chunk of the isn't inter- that enough. Listen to me. No. Yes, but as I'm far fed as up with listening to other people's opinions. Of no, Star no. Listen, Wars. this isn't about Star Wars. This is about other people's opinions about other opinion, other people's opinions about Star Wars. Oh, opinions compared Everyone's to. Would you just let me one. finish? This is why we don't do this anymore. No. Can you, can you say? Can you not feel it, listener? The Francis <laughs> relationship that we're des- that we're desperately trying to protect. No, we're fine. I'm joking. The um. To, according to a whole sector of the internet not like not a particularly big sector I don't think mm. considering how many people have seen the film and seem to like it but a noisy one that keeps repeating itself a lot and claiming yeah. it doesn't have a venue to repeat itself a lot but keeps repeating itself a lot mm. um, apparently my I liked it fine I did not begrudge the money I spent on it means I fucking love it and I have no objectivity and I'm clearly I'm clearly brainwashed or something mm-hmm. and it's one of those situations where where <laughs> this is hilarious we might you might want to just pause it while, while it's shall uh, we pause have it's having its moment I have a cigarette thing i quite like um the the uh washing machine has finished listener so we're back hello. back in the room hello yeah. um my name's nick you can find me on twitter at nick site his name's james and you can find him on twitter at, at james mob and we are both on facebook now yeah you find james gilly on facebook and two grown men is on there and it's also on twitter at 2gm pod i think and mm. um, but the thing that I like is we're getting to the stage of uh, I realise listening to Tim and Max explain everything that they know about everything through mm. pop culture methods or something. Mm-hmm. It, it's basically the Nick the Nick Pab Constantino show. Yeah. Now. Yeah, it I've is. decided. Yeah, they. Refer- no, it's it's two young men, isn't it? They, they actually said that. They, they reference they reference our shows quite a lot, but only only really reference one of the one of the contributors. Don't really mention. They mentioned, I think, briefly theme tunes, but never, never really mentioned who gave them those theme tunes. And um, and when they do mention certain people, they compare them with characters that are underdeveloped and, and frankly, uh, a little bit weak. I think, I think, James, the problem is that although you are clearly a depressive, 
Mm. And you were clearly fucked up. My doctor says so, so it must be true. One of your character, tra- one of the character traits mm. you don't appear to have, mm. is neediness. Well, I don't know. Whereas I think I'm, I think they probably know that I get a little I think feeling it, in my tummy every time I get mentioned on their show. I think it's quite easy to develop neediness when you're listening to what is was a very engaging conversation on Star Wars that lasted for two and a half hours. Um, I like the fact that they reference the fact that they have uh, overshot the running time at one point, which was quite delightful. But there was a lot of really interesting stuff in there. I'm, I, I consider myself a sort of low-level Star Wars obsessive, but have loved it for as long as I have memory um but um yeah it's it's just a little bit you know you know when you sat there you sat there on your own you've got your your headphones in you listen oh they mentioned my friend nick that's nice oh mentioned oh, david four oh, times david, david Wynn, yeah, four oh, they times. mentioned my friend david that's really nice they're talking he did our artwork they're um they're talking about they're talking about a podcast that i'm i'm on and oh that's that's really nice but then um you know only sort of mention me in a very I, I just think it's the, the lack of impact I clearly I've had on their lives um, compared to you depresses me because uh, clearly I'm the I'm the better person out of the two of us all of that seems like mm. a reasonable in, in uh, reasonable read yeah. of the situation mm. not so sure about that last point but well, the lack of impact you have on the podcast and on mm. on people's lives I mean I'd feel funny saying that to you well, apparently I'm or just, about you apparently I, I'm the phasma of our podcasts I think that means which is though, you know I I look cool but I don't really pay a very big part. I think I think what they mean is I mean I I again I agree with you mostly I'm not sure about the looks cool thing. Well, you but, know, um, I wouldn't agree. I think I think what they uh, what they what people mean when they say that someone yeah. is the phasma of something yeah. um, is that they like it more really than they've been given any reason to. But would like to like to see a lot more of it, right? Um, what they what it should mean is it should be like the Boba Fett, which I have heard a couple of people refer to that like. I've I've really enjoyed actually one of the things I've really enjoyed is people going back and revisiting Boba Fett, going, what 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 did he do? Doesn't really do anything. <laughs> did, he just looked he, really. I, I agree. He was a, a chap on um, uh, Facebook said ultimately, you know, he was crap, but he looked really cool on lunch boxes. Yes, he did. He was a very cool action figure, and and, and, and he was the coolest action figure. His hands were flat out like he was flying like Superman, whereas all of the others had those funny little grippy hands. But I think I think this is something that, that maybe is overlooked in terms of the criticism of, of characters like Phasma. Oh, it was just misdirection, blah blah blah. Well, yeah, but how many kids are going to make up thousands of really enjoyable stories mm. in their bedrooms with this really cool character? Well, not you that know? many kids, because they don't know who Gwendolyn Christie is. No, but I know who Captain... Fa- yeah, I but didn't, know, I yeah, didn't but know who Jeremy Bullock was when I was making up stories but she isn't, with Boba Vett. See, I hadn't seen the trailers... Um, I hadn't seen the trailers. Oh, well, it's, which not, I get, it's all about your perspective. Which, which I get the feeling means I, I missed... I missed quite a lot of the discussion of, of mm. this, uh, but nothing that I feel I, I've missed out on, mm. at, like as a human. Um, yeah. But like for people who know about casting and who are excited, excited, yeah. and who've watched Game of Thrones and mm. stuff like that, I guess she's on the she's on the trailer for a second. Yeah, yeah. But I grew up watching trailers, yeah. like fast-paced trailers, yeah. and thinking this has been put in the trailer because this particular scene mm. or moment looks cool yeah it it doesn't necessarily reflect how 
The film is not. The film is not gonna. They're not gonna. They're not basically putting stuff in the trailer based on how significant mm. a part of the film it is. That it's not like the film is going to be like using the exact same ratio of when characters are on screen as they it are. Is, it is. It is very interesting. Actually, you talk about the the uh, trailers. I think is really interesting. Uh, something I really enjoyed was the misdirection. And I know traditionally trailers. You know, back when we were kids, trailers would tell you what happens in every act. And how the film concludes, pretty really much. Really, when we were very young. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd be told the entire story. Now, obviously, um, trailers are designed to create anticipation. Mm. With that in mind, and given that the anticipation that was already seeded for, for Star Wars The Force Awakens, I personally got a real kick out of the misdirection mm. in, in the trailers. Mm. I thought it was lovely. I thought it was part of... Um, Abraham sort of was very good at keeping a lid on plot details and Father so JJ Abrams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the Smurfs. I um, but I, I thought I thought the um, I thought the misdirection was a masterful stroke. Thought it was really clever and actually quite funny. See, I think I mean there's probably a bit of that in it because he's not unaware of he's not unaware of the films he's making and the people who are going oh, to be excited. Complete misdirection he's definitely, he's in terms definitely, of Finn. He's definitely going to be aware of that. Yeah. Yes, and and they picked things that they knew were was going to were going to get people talking, which yeah. is what a trailer is about. I think that like the first chunk of our lives, yours and mine, mm. trailers were like that. But I remember, and I might have talked about it on the podcast before. But um, I remember the first time I saw what I think of as a modern trailer, like the beginnings of it, mm. was for one of the Star Trek films. It might have been three or four. I better the search for Spock because I remember. And they showed it on no. They showed the trailer on No Limits. Well, it, it might have been, but I wonder if it was the one with the whales. I, I'm not sure. If it was on No Limits, and actually now I think it was probably more likely um, um, uh, Journey Home Four. Yeah, for the the one with the whales. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the first. That was the first trailer that I ever saw that that was cut for nuclear, adrenaline. Nuclear vessels. Is that is that in there? I guess it. Maybe all Where I remember. Are the nuclear vessels. All I remember about it is that when you watched it, yeah. you, it, it was cut to get your adrenaline sure. pumping. Uh-huh. And sure, there were bits in the film that would that mm. would give you recognisable it, show you that there was humour in the film or something like yeah. that. But it was mainly about cuts, mm-hmm. fast cuts to show you that there was loads of action in the film. Did it show James Doohan talking into a computer? I don't think... That, Hello, computer? That was probably a more sophisticated, like a slightly more sophisticated, they would have had trouble. I don't know, maybe. But, um... I rem- and I remember... Double after, dumbass you. I remember after it finished, after the trailer finished, someone said mm. something about uh, how, like... The, the the trailer was so it must have been an unusual thing at the time yeah. because I remember someone commenting about how the, the trailer was significant because it felt like it was cut to induce was epileptic it, fits or was something. Was it Jenny Powell? Maybe, I hope it was, I loved her. Oh god. Jenny Powell though. Oh man. <sighs> but, um, oh man. But, so, and that was the first, and actually trailers haven't changed, the only significant thing that modern blockbuster trailers do now that those didn't is now they tend to have that moment where the the, the music drops out and you get a thing going that that sound effect that transformers make okay that's in a lot of them it's a see to me that's very star wars well yeah yeah no it is and then and then what 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 blockbuster trailers the only real innovation they seem to have done from mm. there is i'm i don't think that trailer had a 
like you think the trailer's over it tells you when it's coming yeah. out but then there's a little bit afterwards which happens in all of the blockbuster trailers now I might be misremembering but I feel like trailers have just got quicker so although yeah there's this awareness of I mean or you have less brain plasticity than I used to have than you used to have Maybe. in fact your brain's probably just about hardened off Tim you can let us know if you're listening my brain's thanks, hardened off thank, thanks for the mention um, and you're just incapable of taking all of these images in as quickly as you once were Tim Tim and Max if you I feel this is this is kind of important I know how you feel about me Tim and Max you can bite me frankly uh, I know how you feel about me but if you do end up talking about this please remember that it was James who asked the question about brain plasticity and throw him a bone you know all the time I spent on their theme tunes I mean I used to I didn't used to turn up at your house and jizz them off on there make them up. I actually used to think about them I know. For a good five to ten minutes. I know, you are, you are, um, the world just doesn't, isn't, doesn't appreciate you. Yeah, it's not like, not like the new show when it goes, oh, here they are. They had a theme tune. Yeah, no, they did. I think that's one of the, one of the reasons people like the old show more than they like the new show. Probably. I mean, you know. Um. Have more heart. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not not least the people on it. Hey, have more people Uh, on it. (laughs) Um, hey, I'm doing it next week. I've got an asterisk book and everything. Oh, good. Yeah, it turned out the other day. It's exciting. Um, but so, although although Abrams will have been aware of long term yeah. Star Wars fans, and as and it might sa- it's going to sound a little bit naive of me saying mm-hmm. this, but you don't make a trailer for a Disney movie, and you don't make a trailer for um, a, even a Star Wars movie. You're right. you don't I'm a systems make, developer. That's not my. Um, that's not my job. You don't. You don't make a move. You don't make a trailer for a movie like that and not still fulfil the obligations of a trailer as if it was to someone who had never sure. seen a Star Wars mm-hmm. film before. You know what I mean? It's like there's still. I watched the first teaser, and well, as, well, mu- as much on, as much as you on, build as much as you build anticipation for people who for people who already know the films, you still have to get like. You still have to get people who mm. aren't enthusiastic because I think it's fair to say that after the prequels came out, there were you there would not have been as much anticipation of this film as there were the weeks before the the prequel came out. Uh-huh. Because there were a lot of people who burned out on Star Wars during those prequels. Not like me, speaking mate. as one of them. Well actually I'd burned out on it, but I know not you, but you're not doing me. that thing. You're doing that thing where you're seeing no. it all from you know, your, well, your, from your the correct perspective, which I would never do that. <laughs> but hang, but I, so so I think I think that like I think that first teaser, and I only saw the one, mm. and the main reason I checked out of watching those trailers isn't it's not that I don't like trailers because I do like trailers, mm. but I just couldn't. I didn't want to be part of the discussions around them because I can't be asked with it. I can't be asked with the culture mm. of the Guardian. The Guardian now does full breakdowns of every moment see, you see in a trailer. Where and I, I think that's all bullshit. Where I get confused when you talk about stuff like that is you say, yeah, I don't want to watch it because I don't want to be part of the discussion, right? Well, I watch it, but I'm not part of any discussion. I'm, I'm, I'm singular in so much as I'm watching it and I'm experiencing it myself, and I don't tend but to. But you've get got a very hands-off. You've got a very hands-off attitude to online discourse, anyway. Oh, big time! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is you know why people can't... don't realise how needy you are and don't mention yeah. you on their podcasts uh, and stuff. And it, uh, you deliberately don't engage. But but like you, I can't handle the bullshit. Yeah. And I'm afraid I am kind of ironically as it is, uh, especially the older I get. 
I, I do get a bit fucking tired of everyone having to express their fucking opinion. I don't... Oh, you know, it's like... I, I, fucking hell, Twitter... Because I've gone back to Facebook. And Twitter's fucking weird. It Twitter, it, to me... You don't have to choose between them, you know. I know, I know. Just because but, you've, you've joined Facebook doesn't mean you now have to, like... But what... But what I use Twitter mostly for non-sequiturs. Yeah. And to tell people um, what's going on my ass. But because it amuses me, and and Twitter exists in my world purely for my own amusement. Yeah, so, so I think that's how a lot of people use it. But it just seems full of people intent on telling people that their opinions are fucking wrong, or they're wrong thinking, or something, and it's really fucking tiring to be honest with you. Whereas Facebook is mostly full of casual racism and pictures of people's kids. Um, I think. That I think that you maybe haven't explored Facebook as deeply as you could. It's not that racist, not that racist, but uh, it, there are. No, it, I mean it is really racist. I mean uh, it has it has deep deep pockets of racism the in other, it. The other day, I uh, did someone I follow uh, liked a picture, a very crude picture of a gollywog that was posted by a guy going, "Oh, I bet this will wind you up." And it's like, yeah, because it's racist. Yeah. Winds me up because it's racist. Why else would it? It's a it's a really pathetic. Um, uh, depiction of what black people is a, a really irritating mm. um, uh, a paternalistic uh, Im- imperial view of of how, amusing black people of course it's fucking annoying how how many people are you friends with on Facebook quite a few as many as your friends with on oh Twitter? no no in it and so actually, that might be why it might be the more yeah. people you like engage yeah. with and the to, more... be, to be fair the, va- the vast majority of people I interact with on Twitter Mm. Uh, are fine but there's just so much of people telling each other that their opinions are wrong yeah and and, and that's kind of all I've had all of those conversations about Star Wars on Facebook though I'm I'm starting to wonder whether social media is a good thing or not Uh, yes it is because because maybe we expect too fucking much of people I don't know well I mean I don't there's so so much talk nothing ever gets fucking resolved as opposed to like work, work or or any other situation where there are lots of people. See, now I'm in I'm in a very unusual position at the moment of really loving my job, so I'm going to swing all the way over to. I know work's brilliant. Okay, well, so I mean, uh, yeah, I can understand why like a middle class white guy might get a bit irritated with platforms where anyone can voice their opinion. No, there's, no, there's there's lots of stuff that goes on Twitter that I really approval I, I think it, it, it's a good for giving um, a voice for feminists for people who, who um, are, are working towards um, goals of equality I think that's I think that's a really good thing and actually there's not much I can give to that as a white hmm. I think the best thing I can do is you know trying try and give as much space that I inhabit to to those people but it also gives voice to the pricks on the other side which is the problem and I think I think I don't know maybe because they're it's the the whole thing like of uh, social justice warriors and um, uh, let's call them uh, libertarians I'd rather like, we didn't new, yeah but the new libertarian oh, does seem yeah, to yeah. be new libertarians they call themselves like, libertarians uh, like Milo uh, yeah yeah or Nero, whatever he's his name just is. A, Milo and Nero. Yeah. Uh, I see. Oh, no, I think I've broken this thing. It doesn't matter. It's Scarlet, so that's fine. Oh, okay. Um, he's lost his blue tick, which is good. 
I don't even know what that means. Well, he's not verified anymore. But he's still obviously the same person. But it's, yeah, well, I think it's a status thing, isn't it? It's Twitter just telling him, well, it Mm. isn't meant to be. It's meant to say they are who they say Mm. they are. Yeah, but it is, I think that's what it's meant to do. Yeah, but it's it's become a status thing. Of course it is. For people who aren't like out and out celebrities, of course it's a fucking status thing. Yeah. You know, I'm important enough to have a blue tick. I don't understand. Should I want a blue tick? No, I don't think you should want one. I think you should be happy with the platform you've got. So, giving um, you a fucking opinion. (laughs) So, no, but I. I find all of that, and I find that the, the, the increasingly like the Gamergate stuff, which is essentially people that are, uh, 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 would would be classified as SJWs versus um, in inverted commas libertarians. Which, are, although you know, I know which side I think I'd quite happily sit on, but I, I find it also exhausting. Mm. I know it is exhausting, mm. but the thing. Uh, okay, so I'm confused. So you think that me not wanting to watch... Tra- your point of view is that yeah. it is possible to watch trailers mm-hmm. and not have an opinion. No, I think, then- I think it's possible to watch trailers and have an opinion, but then not feel the need to fucking broadcast it to everyone in the universe. Oh, absolutely, but my point is mm. that everyone I know... Or fucking pick it apart and shit in every fucking yeah. hole. Well, and, and that's the thing, that mm. everyone I know... Yeah, it's it's like um it's like anything. If you have some experience of something, mm. you are more likely to end up reading things about that something, and then getting annoyed. Whereas, I I agree with you mm. about what happens with these big franchise trailers and stuff like that. Yeah, and if I haven't seen them. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't have to give a shit about the discussion that's happening. Mm. I see all of the discussion that's happening because lots of my friends. And lots of people I follow mm. get excited about those things. But if, like, in the same way that I tune out anything to do with football mm. or any sort of sports, I don't, I don't have to comment. I don't have to comment on how much I don't like those things when people are talking about them. I just don't. I can tune it out. I can filter it because I literally don't know anything about it unless yeah. people talk about Peterborough United specifically because I did have a season ticket for them when I was a kid. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm now, I'm now checking the Saints score. So, <clears throat> okay, whatever. I'll um, wait until you've done that. Sorry. But, but so, but if in the same way that in the same way that, and I imagine you find yourself if someone says this is an interesting perspective on feminism, or this is an interesting perspective on such and such, or you won't believe what the main chair the the main chairman or prime minister or whatever of Saints FC said today it is quite likely that you will engage with that mentally in some way because it's something that triggers them. I, and I if tell, I haven't seen the trailers then I don't have to get involved in the I, conversation I'll tell you what my I guess what my problem boils down to hmm. is not being able to know what sources I can trust right and I don't want to have to dig down to an academic level hmm. in terms of checking out sources and making sure you know finding out finding out how credible these people are in terms of what they say how right they're I don't want to have to do the fact checking and I think the danger is you can be linked to stuff that's um, essentially just hyperbole mm. that, well that's nearly that, everything that, on the that, internet that, that uses false facts and I'm not sure about I'm not sure about the source. It's like, well, and I'm constantly asking myself, well, what angles this person coming yeah. from? You know, what's their aim? Whereas, um, 
I guess I felt safer in a world where I still feel safer in the ecosystem when it comes to news, where I kind of trust the sources. And I kind of do, for the most part, trust The Guardian, but that wavers occasionally. Mm. I trust the BBC to a certain extent, um, although that, that is shaken on a more regular basis than I would like. Um, apart from that, I, I you know... Who do you fucking trust is the problem, and it's having to having to do the work for yourself. And I think when I was younger, I used to sort of angrily say, "People should do the work for themselves." Yeah. But the the problem is, people don't. So then, whoever's banging the drum loudest and in the most attractive way, sort of get garners the most hits, or whoever creates the most clickable listicle. Hmm. Garners the most hits, and it's how it's how bullshit opinions can can um uh, gain so much fucking traction. Yeah, well, you've definitely swayed me. I'm definitely going to be watching trailers from now on. I'm not. I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm I, sorry. No, I'm not trying to sway anyone. <laughs> this is more about my distress about the world I live in no, and I how know. fucking desperately confusing I find it all. He's like, I don't know who to trust him what, and I just everything tires me so much. Yeah, I mean, like, I to the point where Graham Linehan has become interminable now. Mm. And I agree with pretty much everything he says, but it's just this every certain people I follow just everything has to be a fucking issue. Like, and it's I want him to tell some fucking jokes. Are you, I, want, I want life to be a bit lighter. Are you okay, hun? Oh God, Nick. Oh, one thing. What's I'm, become of one us? thing? I'm very glad. Why can't of? everything just be fun like Star Wars? Uh, Star Wars wasn't fun for nearly 20 years what are you talking about I tell you what actually you were talking about sound um, sound, and um, I, I, I know I know the thing that made me think the Clone Wars was good uh-huh. when I saw it was that bloody um, Sonic Sonic Charge do you remember the, uh, where Obi- Obi-Wan is uh, chasing uh, Jango and Boba Fett through the asteroid field and he lets out these sonic charges and you see the exp- uh, the explosion the sound goes dead and then it goes wang wang's a good noise yeah i don't know what you're talking about but i do remember because that- it was like the sound was being sucked into the charge and then i like that sort of concussive like yeah there's um I, I remember my one star wars sound fact that i remember is that one of the noises i think it's the noise that the atats make when they fire was made by hitting um by hitting something metallic against a high ten- yeah. high tensile uh, I think that might pow- just be the blasters mate. Yeah. Mm. The uh the uh high tensile cables for like power cables yeah. sort of thing which I always and, thought was and cool. And the light That's made was it. putting something near a telly. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I very confused. Mm. I totally appreciate your break, your social media related breakdown. Um, but I, I do think, world, but I'm, I do I'm, think that people. No, I'm just getting to that age where the world terrifies me more than it delights me. Okay, but um, but but I think that like I when fucking mess you're making on my table. When I see something in a trailer, mm. I tend to think that for all of the thinking that might be behind it. Mm. Um, the vast majority, the vast majority of people, even people who like Star Wars, mm. uh, like Star Wars fine. You know, not the people who are, the, the, we are trained now mm. to to do 
our own internal versions of those fucking Guardian uh, Guardian trailer breakdowns that they do. Really ridiculous. Those things really wind me up. But I still think that most of the stuff that's chosen in that that's thrown in there is chosen because it looks it looks cool and gives a sense of the film. And um, the excitement that uh, every time people talk about Gwendolyn Christie and Phasma, mm. I just and like how ridiculous. And for a lot of people, things like that were a, a, a deal breaker for them with this film. Oh I can't, I can't believe this, and I can't believe that, and I can't believe this battle happened with this other person rather than that character. Um, I, uh, I think we've been spoiler free relatively, so I'm going to stick to that. Except for saying that Phasma isn't in it all that much. I just think, wow, I wonder if Peter Cushing was in any of the trailers for A New Hope when that was... Because he's barely... The, the, there's a tradition in these films, mainly because mm. actors, a lot of actors, fucking love being in them. Or the, the, there's that whole thing. They say, oh, my kids or my grandkids or whatever would have, would have killed me if I hadn't taken the opportunity to be in this. But they, can, they sometimes get pretty good actors to be in in like incidental roles or even not incidental she's one of the main voices you hear she's one of the main voices you hear uh, uh, on the baddie side the imperial side you don't even see daniel craig's face and he's in it yeah exactly well yes exactly um simon pegg oh yeah apparently he is as well i don't know we, i don't he's I mean, the he's no no don't um, i mean i admittedly most people listening to this will have already seen it, but I don't want to have to put a spoiler warning. I think we've been okay so far. I don't know if it is a spoiler. Who is he? He's, he's the character. Oh, he's the fat guy. That doles out the food portions. Yeah. Oh, can I just say, the most incredible special effect yeah. in, in The Force Awakens, the one that blew my brains out, yeah. was when she's in um, in the attack. Yeah, she she lives in. I don't think it's a spoiler. Say so she lives in the Nakadata. No, yeah, it's right. Yeah, and she's making her food, and she mixes a little bit of mixture in a in a bowl, and then goes off to do something, and that turns into a loaf of bread. Oh, that was really good. It was it was a brilliant. brilliant I think her, I think her world. CGI. People disagree a lot because mm. they're uh, they're odd, but I think her world's really well realised. Jacku. Jakku, I think, I think, and just her reality is really well realised at yeah. the beginning. With very little, you don't have very, very much information, mm. but um, but there's plenty there for you if you don't mm. if you don't need. But, um, but sorry, so, so, so I was, I, go on because I, I, I want to talk about my takeaway from it in terms. Yeah, sure. But um, so there, there's a you know so that they get they get to have really good actors. Mm. Yeah. in relatively incidental roles and that's yeah. I mean Jeremy Bullock I don't even know if he is a really good actor I, people are making the comparison to Boba mm. Fett a lot but actually she, I never understood as a kid the mili- I, I, because I don't really understand military stuff uh-huh. so I never knew what a Grand Moff was <laughs> and I never really understood how Darth Vader was taking orders mm. from this one actor who I recognised Yeah, but all of these other guys were coming up and clearly were important and he was just you know he seemed to be able to choke some people to death who were allowed to talk but not choke other people to death and um, I think I think the tension between um, the the bad guy and the military in this film is, is almost as good if not better actually no I, th- I mean I, and I, th- I think it, I think the it's pretty great between but Kylo Ren and, and uh, General Huck yeah is great but um mm. but but that that they would have good performers mm. in 
that there would be more than two. I think what it is, a lot of it is video game mentality as well. It's like, well, this person is clearly an end of level boss, or this person is such and such, and it's like, well, no. Sometimes, sometimes they just get good. Like the the prequels had mm. Ralph Brown and Celia Imry as mm-hmm. fighter pilots. Yeah. In fact, it distracted me a little bit because yeah. they're two really really good actors. One of whom is mainly a British TV yeah. person, but Ralph Brown was in Wayne's World. Yeah. He was in. Uh, was it Spinal Tap? He was in. Not. Don't think so. No. 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 Uh, with Nell and I. Yeah. He was he was in with Nail and I and uh, and he's been in loads and loads of mm. stuff but like mainly he was in Wayne's World. Of course he and was the, no he was mainly in, he was the dude that made the Campbell Carrot wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he it's the same the, it's the same yeah. character as as in um Wayne's World really. He's effectively oh, right. the same character yeah. in with Nail and I. But and he's so one I of the, medicine you you will know that you have been medicined. <laughs> and he and he was in um and he was one of the pilots and so was I think it was Celia Imry. Yeah, it was, yes. And um was. and literally they get to say a line apiece. Yeah. That's all they say. I mean I um, She doesn't even get to say spinning, that's a good trick. Is that something he says? Something Anakin says. Oh right, oh okay. Um you can see I don't know those people. It rhymes Nick, well. you see it rhymes. It rhymes for the other films. Right, okay. It's like a poem. It's okay. like a poem that rhymes. Is Poe called Poe because it's like a poem? No, it's because um, they were watching a lot of Teletubbies while they were writing. I did wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did yeah. wonder. So, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of what people have... And I guess my initial point that I was trying to make is I'm at that point, I'm at that nice point mm. where as someone who, was, who liked the film fine yeah. but has found lots of people who didn't like the mm. film telling me... I'm some sort of idiot, mm. and um, and oh, that I must point, have point them at me, and I'll just start off turn the fuck off. And no, I don't want to. I, I, it is not in the dynamic of our relationship that no, I, th- I, know. I throw difficult things at you. No, I shield you from so much. <laughs> I need an idiot to deal with this conversation, James. Fuck off. But now, um, now I can actually start. And this is much more my speed. It's a mm. super popular film. It has been super popular. And it is much more my speed when something is super popular. One of our listeners, um, a guy uh, you might have heard of, James, called David Wynn, nope. um, has probably not incorrectly in the past identified me as quite a contrarian. He can talk. And um, he can, yes. I love his voice. And, um, and, and in some ways he is right because it is much more my speed when something is super popular... Mm to find myself disagreeing with people who evangelise that thing. And I was listening to the Tim and Max podcast, and when they were saying things, and nearly everything they said, where I hope we see more of such and such in the next film, I hope we see this, I hope this character makes an appearance. Mm. Every time I was like, so you like the way they did it, but you want to put all of these... Now, requirements on the next film maybe maybe the next film could just be nothing like anything any of us want now here's the thing now I know they're not really millennials who Tim and Max fuck did they need an half an hour of shipping uh, shipping annoys me for some reason the reason it annoys you James yeah. the reason it annoys you yeah is that I, look, you have been the subject of uh, you have been the subject of the most ships uh, when it comes to our podcasting career Right. I think you are you are the person that most people ship with most people. Okay. I'm sure there are people out there who have shipped you with uh, Michael George. You. Um, well, I ship me with Michael. Definitely Michael with George. David Wynn. Yeah. 
we kind of ship each other with each other all the time. And none of this, and none of it has come to pass. And I think what winds you up is that shipping is such a an ephemeral thing that nothing, there no, is no, no I live in, basis I, I, for it I in reality. I live in a port town, so all I think about is boats. We lived or in a... doing a Boston steamer. We lived in a hotel room. We stayed in a hotel room with each other, uh, with even, there was a glass... I think it was quite a romantic room. <laughs> was there a glass coffee table? And you wanted me to shit on it? I can't no, remember. there was. Um, uh, it was quite a romantic room because there was the main room. Was that the LFCC the, one? Yeah, that oh, we well, really that was. We, yeah. That we slept in. Mm. There was the main room. We had double yeah. be- the twin beds. No, no, they twin, were the, single they were, bed. Single bed each. Yeah. Single bed each. But the bathroom listener mm. was like, it was one of those bathrooms where you could mm. go for a tinkle. And have someone in the shower in there, yeah. and them them not be modest. But the shower had a big glass wall yeah. that that led into mm-hmm. the the bedroom. So if you were in the shower, the person on the other side, in just sitting at their bed, could look over and see your naked silhouette. Yeah, and we ended up doing Dutch rudders through that, didn't we? Which was quite nice. I don't know what that is. It's where um, you put your hand round your own penis, as does the other person. But you move the other person's hand to make them masturbate. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thing. We didn't, but you're clearly shipping something there. You're shipping us I'm shipping the Dutch and the rudders. And I think that what frustrates you is that even when faced with probably the most romantic situation you and I will ever be in, and there was at least one night where we were in that room after like a very hard and heavy day on the convention floor we'd worked very hard it was the sort of um it was the sort of time um and situation that that forges forges bonds that go deeper than just the friendship we Mm. already had yeah we like could could feel like brothers in arms a little bit because it was like a a bit like a war Mm. and we didn't even fall into each other's beds that night no it's never if we we were gonna it would have happened so i think you just don't like the transitory the 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 only thing that stops me being bisexual is the fact that i just don't fancy the physicality of it all yeah i don't like cock i know we've said this a lot yeah to the point where it's like, probably like John. Bo- I was telling you before you came out, John Boega. I I have a and it, it's not a physical thing, but I just the crush I have on him at the moment it is staggering. I love the man completely. He's just wonderful. We um, he's I, he's like a new Harrison Ford. I love. Yes, I think he's like a new yeah. Harrison Ford. I and it's nice to know they hit it off. Apparently, well, apparently Harrison Ford's his best friend. They went for a meal. He took him for a meal in London. Am I allowed to talk about my takeaway from Star Wars? Because I know we're not going to talk about it much. Yeah, we won't talk about it that much. I, I'd like to tie it into um, one of the reasons for making this podcast. Are you going to spoil it, though? No. Okay. Because um, you already said the thing about the bread. Uh, yeah, that is a big spoiler. I'm going to talk about um, uh, the main protagonist. Which... I mean, how does she do that? They never really explain. They never really explain the science behind that working. Well, You're just expected to take it in. Hopefully, in the second film, they'll explain it. Oh, good. Okay. My favourite thing is my daughter is an avid Star Wars fan. She loves watching the original trilogy. She enjoys Return of the Jedi best, and I think there's a lot to be said for that film. I love it a great deal. How? Long, when one, did she start first... watching it? Oh, a year or two ago. Because. She used to be quite like she's always been very nice to me, but the last couple of times she's yeah, wanted she's, hugs, and it isn't an Ewok thing. Then. She's pl- no, she's polite, okay. isn't she? Um, my favourite thing is for a girl who already likes Star Wars. I haven't taken her to the cinema to see it. I think it'd be a bit. There are some scenes that it's I think quite, will just be too loud and too scary it's in quite the violent. cinema. 
I haven't got a problem with her watching it once it comes out. Right. On, I'll be happy for her to see it. I kind of love the fact that she gets a good Star Wars to mm. grow up into that has a female protagonist that I think passes the Bechdel test. A Be- Bechdel test? Probably. I mean, she doesn't... She talks I, I, to... I think she does. She talks to Leia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think the Bechdel test is that important when there aren't that many. Like she's, mm. she's the protagonist, and she doesn't spend all of her time mooning but around after. She's a, a strong, character, she's a strong female fine. character that does not need the help of male characters to get her out of predicaments. And one of the earliest arguments I had with someone about it was they were talking about how it's just a. And I don't agree, and we don't need to get into it. I don't agree with the point of view anyway. We don't really need to get into it, but um, this... It definitely reflects the original films, but I don't agree that it's just a remake of them. Well, no, but, the thing, the thing that, that, that worries me most, actually, is it's more... It's like a remake of The Hidden Fortress, and that's been done before, so... <laughs> um, but... Sorry, I, I it, it makes me angry... In terms of that's such a fucking red herring. Well, because, story to, because storytelling's iterative and and, and always has been iterative. Yeah, but it but it's uh, the, the story itself mm-hmm. boiled down to it's is as old as storytelling. Mm. The film that people are complaining it's just like was a, was very not original. Essentially, a remake of Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress. In so Me, much as he, uh, yeah. he kind of. He, the beats are all there. He combined um, he combined a, a lot of like Arthurian legend with mm. with Flash Gordon and the, yeah. there there wasn't there isn't a lot that there isn't a lot that's true. I was thinking the other day that like someone I know said um, that a friend of theirs made the very good point that the original Star Wars was made for science fiction fans, whereas this one was made for Star Wars fans. And I was like, well, A, I don't agree with the the second part of that. Mm. But B, I imagine the people who were in their 30s and 40s when they saw Star Wars, Mm. the ones who had been reading Arthur C. Clarke and Asimov and had watched 2001, and this was the next really big science fiction film they got to watch... I imagine they did not feel that satisfied yeah, with I, what they got. I, I bet they had a right bug up their ass yeah. watching a science fantasy it's not, film. It's not a science fiction but film. I'll I, I tell you something for nothing. The Disney Corporation mm. does not pay George Lucas $3 billion mm. to make a film just for Star Wars fans. No. They um, pay $3 billion to make a film that ends up being the highest grossing film of all yeah, time. But, but like... Um, Everything's. I. I think it's again. It's a. It can be a bit simplistic and reductive, which means the same thing, probably to no, say really. to say that everything's a remake of something. Mm. But storytelling is iterative, and I don't have a problem with this. What is being, it seven basic stories? Are there? I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably not. You know, it's probably really only three, or yeah, the, or there's a hundred. It's all nonsense. Mm. It all depends how deeply you want to look at the actual story in question. I've dropped the mm. thing I've been fiddling with. That's all right. We've made a, a massive mess on the table. So it's a no, cool. lot of nervous energy. I've got a lot of nervous energy. Yeah. I put a job application in. I'm very nervous about it. You'll get it. You're brilliant. But um, don't say that. That puts a lot of pressure on it. But thank you. Oh. Um, but I do not have a problem. Whether mm. it's a little bit not as good or there's less heart in it, I don't agree. But whether there's less heart in it mm. than there was, maybe if this one was done for corporate reasons and the other one wasn't, yeah. 
but uh, the first one wasn't no. or whatever. No, which no, I don't, no, no. Which I don't the, really agree with. The first one was done for corporate George reasons. Lucas he invented a, this. He had a job with in 20th Century Fox wanted him to make them a film yeah. that would make fucking money. Well, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but even if all of that were true, mm. I do not have a problem with... Mm. It was primed for a remake. I don't think this is a remake, yeah. but it was primed for a remake. I don't have a problem with there being a new version of that film, even if it isn't yeah. as good because films aren't as good as they used to be. Another thing I don't really agree with. Um, I, do, I don't mind that a dumb film about mm. laser swords, yeah. the, the kids today get their own version of it uh-huh. that's kind of up to date, that's more in line with the way stories are told now, yeah. and where there's better representation so that not just like... Because I never really associated with Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker wasn't my guy. It wasn't that I thought I was as cool as Han Solo, but I could relate to that a lot more because I didn't think I had a destiny. The you know thing, what I mean? It's the thing, like I, the thing Star Wars got right, mm. and the thing that George Lucas got right, right out of the gate, was creating a believable and tantalising universe. Mm. It's somewhere that I, I want to inhabit in my brain every day I think about Star Wars regardless of whether there's film coming out. You know, I've said before, you know, as a kid and even as an adult, I lie in bed and I run through scenarios of things that could happen in that universe. I love the Star Wars universe. If they make a film that is two hours of food service hygiene standards on Coruscant, I will watch that because it's it's couched in a universe that I am beguiled by completely. And I think... That's the thing about it is I think I think the new film captured the essence of that universe really nicely. Mm. This sort of lived in grimy universe that and the thing that George got so wrong really in the prequels, but the thing that let the prequels down, aside from the story, was the aesthetic was wrong. Hmm. Yeah. There was too heavy a reliance on CGI. He should have gone for a more mixed approach. Mm. At least it would have looked more real. And I think then maybe you would have teased some better performances out of the out of the, the players in it. But what it gets right, the new film, amongst uh, above everything else, is it just it feels right. I feel mm. like I'm I'm back in the universe that I I enjoy so much, but. I'm just really happy that I've lived to a point where, like, for the foreseeable future, there's a Star Wars film out every year. Mm. Brilliant. Are they going to be good films? I'd argue... Not all of them. Well, I'd argue that actually the the only one that got to be a good film was the first one. I'm forming this very strong opinion about franchises. Sure. And, like, every single film since the first one mm-hmm. has... The only way you can do a franchise mm. and each film not each subsequent film after the first one not mm. be in service to that franchise more than be its own story is the way they tried to do it with James Bond I don't like a lot of the James Bond films but like if you have a character mm. who can if you have a character who goes on missions yeah and it doesn't matter what order you watch them in it doesn't matter um and they might end up being formulaic, but basically what's important mm-hmm. is you've got this character who's enough of a cipher that continuity isn't an issue, canon mm-hmm. isn't an issue, none of that stuff is an issue. You just get a decent action movie yeah, every yeah. year. They had the opportunity to do that with Die Hard and with 
Indiana Jones, but they chose to go franchise the franchise route. And so each film is always th- going to be measured against the first know, I one. Think it's a, I, I would happily sit and argue there's only one truly bad Indiana Jones film. We're talking about two different... I think we're talking about two different things. Are we? Yeah, because because none of them none of them are a standalone thing except the first one nearly every and pot, no even the second one nearly every one of them requires that you care about indiana jones except the first one not that you care about whether or not your hero survives mm-hmm. but like you only care about his this character's father being introduced mm-hmm. if you have a pre-existing relationship with that character it's possible to watch indiana jones and the last crusade and that be your first one. Mm-hmm. But even then, you are aware, most people are aware when they're watching it, that it is like a continuation or it's the next one. And the same thing happens with all of the stuff. Star Wars gets to be a self-contained. That's why all of the arguments about The Force Awakens not answering all of these things is kind of bullshit because the reason Star Wars worked wasn't because we knew things, all of the gaps in it were going to get answered in later ones. It's because as viewers... And George Lucas, it's one of the few really good... Like, I, I maintain he probably did it mostly by accident. Well, he definitely did it mostly by accident. The reason that universe is something that you can inhabit is because he doesn't explain every piece oh. of technology or mm. everything like that. Everything is left... Like, you are left to, to extrapolate that, which is the same as if you were watching a film about the war or, like, about World War Two or I, something I, like that. I think what, what's nice, though, about... You know, the universe is... Uh, sorry, the galaxy is the paint box, mm-hmm. isn't it? And, all right, you've got the franchise, the the tri- trilogy, mm-hmm. but looking forward to the standalone films as well that can tell different stories that stand outside of this mm. continent. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed they're going back and doing character stories about Han Solo and Boba Fett. That's I'd, a relatively recent thing I'd kind of like to see like about. different original stuff going on. Rogue One really interests me. The thing I the thing that has bored me about most of the games mm. um, n- nearly all of the games actually um, and it was actually a huge problem for people with Star Wars Galaxies which was the MM Porg which I didn't hear about until after it had already been ruined as far as I can tell is this desire to make everyone a Jedi. This desire mm. to tie everyone in Mm-hmm. to the central storyline yeah. isn't what's interesting to me about those movies and by that metric yeah. by that metric even Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi no, totally, this is what I mean they gala- aren't good films in the galaxy where the vast majority of um, uh, sentient beings in that galaxy even during a thousand year of mm. reign of the Republic would have never seen a fucking Jedi yeah the um, Star Wars galaxies are, are initially apparently mm. Um, a lot of the people playing it, you could play as a farmer or, or as yeah. a scavenger or as anything. Like yeah. seeing it was it was very, very difficult to become a Jedi Knight and not necessarily that rewarding. Hmm? Um, and not necessarily that rewarding. And people loved it. Yeah. Maybe not enough people loved it mm. to make it money, but people loved it because you could just you could go and live yeah. in that universe. Mm-hmm. 
but you'd be a farmer or and and the thing is you never know what a water vaporizer is or whatever all of the th- you'd never know what luke skulker's talking about on his Mo- farm moisture evaporator moisture evaporators whatever you never know what they're talking about on that farm mm. or whether it all scientifically yeah. fits together but they reference just enough stuff that yeah. it feels real and you got to be that and, and they then, talk about it with the confidence yeah. that makes it exactly know. and then the expansion of this game mm. came along they made an expansion of this game that came yeah. along which basically made it easy for everyone to either be a Jedi Knight or a Rogue, which were the two, like a, a Han Solo. Yeah. Which was what everyone wanted to... And that yeah. ruined it for all of the people who'd inhabited it as a universe. It became another fighty place. Yeah. And I agree with you that like I'd be interested in seeing characters who aren't Jedis. Yeah. Or... The only reason a Han oh, Solo... How about a weekly soap opera? I'm very conscious mm. that we weren't going to talk about geeky stuff yeah I'm pleased we haven't talked about Star Wars and, and we kept to the the stated aim of the podcast uh, we good. we haven't done a podcast in a really long time uh, yeah. this one is at the it's roughly hour and ten it's going to be about an hour and fifteen minutes mm-hmm. you mentioned your daughter once it was a good it was a good mention yeah yeah it yeah. was about Star Wars um, we've just had Christmas we've just had yeah. a massive hiatus mm-hmm. I failed to mention my children at all we'll do that on the next one they enjoyed Christmas I imagine I, they? they did oh yeah. the thing I wanted to mention is you got um, you very kindly got our sons um, uh, some Dougie stuff yes for Christmas and uh, I should mention that the uh, I won't go into how good Dougie is now maybe a later podcast mm-hmm. I'm sure I've mentioned it before but the um, the playset you got with the Dougie mm. and the Dougie's barn um, it has kind of been at the breakfast table and the dinner t- he is what it's one of his toys that mm. he wants to have with him at the bre- oh, breakfast that's table very graph so that's pretty cool case. he also won't let um, James got uh, James and uh, his family Nicola and Scarlett and the dogs and everyone got uh, guinea pig and the cat and guinea pig got Noah a, a playset like a plastic playset that has a little Dougie character mm-hmm. in and they got Max a little uh, cuddly teddy bear version of yeah. Dougie um, they're kind of both Noah's now yeah that happened quite quickly mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because Max is nearly learning to walk cool he's getting very excited about that sort of thing which means he's fallen and bumped his head more times today than he had done in the months previous brilliant haven't really talked about my knee um, haven't really talked about Christmas but we're going to start doing these weekly again aren't we um, yeah we're going to have a good go at it we'll try yeah we'll try uh, to be fair I don't know if you, the thing that stops us is um, we were very regular when I was off work I'm back at work now I'm enjoying work um, yeah. I feel as positive about this year as I felt about any year for as long as I can remember you were so lame about that on Facebook <laughs> I garnered a lot of likes so, so that's all that matters yeah um, but I, I am feeling very optimistic but it's my sort of stamina is not brilliant mm. so it means working a day at work and then coming into town to record has been difficult I intend to try and properly recommit to we have issues as well so it's possible I won't be able to get in every Monday but we're going to take it baby steps are we not I think so I, I mean if we were better at Skype I that that is on the horizon for me it's just really my setup uh, so I need to get a boomer mic um, for my room which I was hoping to get for Christmas but obviously didn't happen Christmas budget's Father limited Christmas yeah Asshole. but um, I will have it very soon a boomer mic like boom and a mic. All right. I thought uh, because I I thought in our 
traditional uh, efforts to uh, glom off the successes of other people. Mm. Um, the now legendary Mark Maron used to have a cat called Boomer, and I thought that's what you were referring still to. Still don't listen to Mark Maron. Boomer lives! That's the thing he says. Oh, I started watching a film on Netflix, which I'll report back about later, but it's called... It's a documentary called... Um, lucky. I'm lucky. I, I should be so lucky. About Kylie Minogue. It isn't. It's a film by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Oh, Lucky About the Comedian. Yeah, Lucky About the Comedian. That's what it's called. I can't remember no, what it's No, it's just called. called Lucky. I don't think it is just called Lucky. Yeah, but that guy, he's a comedian, right? Yeah. Yeah, one, but one he of got, those comedians, comedians. And... But he, he got... Uh, it's about uh, being a, a survivor of child abuse and mm-hmm. and it's incredibly yeah. good so Call far. Call Me Lucky. Call Me Lucky. But there's loads of stuff about um, how he was angry... He was a very angry man for a very long time and didn't really realise why. So there's yeah. loads of stuff about that. It's very well made so I've, far, but I've, I haven't finished it. Yeah, I started watching it and didn't. Well, I'll, I'll try and complete watching it as well. But I enjoyed. We can it maybe very talk much. about that on a different, yeah. uh, a different episode. He's, who would have thought Bob Bobcat Goldthwaite would have come? Like he's people are talking in glowing terms about his uh, filmmaking skills with a Z. His uh, one of my favourite films the last two years was his. That was uh, the world's greatest dad was yeah. amazing mm-hmm. very good film one of my favourite Robin Williams films as well um, so yeah I, do you know I've been thinking about unboxing videos a lot We can can we talk about that at some point put a pin in the ridiculous things our children manage to find on YouTube and how you end up watching them it, all it, the time it's kind of crazy to me that you said Noah's started watching them Scarlett has been a fan for some time I'll, I'll bring her because I've kind of she has her own YouTube login and Stuff which is locked down to the ground mm. in terms of what she can and can't see on it, but she is allowed to subscribe to her own stuff. We mm-hmm. keep an eye on what she's doing and review it and so forth. But she loves unboxing and she loves the stuff where it's just people with toys making up stories as they go along. The weird Thomas the Tank Engine ones, bit sometimes a bit sinister. But, but um, what, what we can go into more detail about is the corner of my dining room where the Christmas tree was until recently um, is now blank Mm -hmm. I kind of have been saying to her that I'm going to redecorate that corner and maybe put a little desk in there so she can start recording videos of herself that'd be lovely so yeah we can endless ones about play-doh and kinder eggs yeah we can that's the thing apparently yeah yeah, covering eggs in play-doh and then opening the oh my god oh it's a it's a princess celestia oh my god there's one that's very strange that he watches that's all numbers and letters and kinder eggs but they're cgi and it's all uh wow the letter a wow pink it's very weird can you when you talk to scarlet can you tell her i didn't break this the velcro is already coming off it oh man stop fiddling with it she only got those today i didn't the velcro was coming yeah, off it i yeah. didn't do it well it wouldn't have come off if you hadn't have agitated james it. the velcro really oh, was coming now off the it. mermaid has to swim around with just a, a skin colored clamshell Bikini on, Ooh, and the, uh, the the middle of the clamshells do look alarmingly like giant. Well, they've got nipples. nipples. They've got nipples. We could we could do um, these videos. Oh, I'm a mermaid with red hair. Well, that's what I'm thinking, I'm, James. I'm a mermaid. James, with that's what I'm hair. thinking though. Don't yeah. joke about it. Don't sully yeah. it with your your satire. I want to. That's what I'm thinking. I want to get a. I want to get a GoPro though. Yeah, I want to get a, a prostitute on the go. Yeah, um, they make the best um, uh, camera persons. 
I think we should go. Steady hands. I think we should go. <laughs> I definitely think we should go. Okay. Now that you're fetishising sex workers. Well, isn't... Well, anyway. Oh, one thing. <laughs> I, no, I, because Dan Harmon... <clears throat> I, uh, Dan Harmon, uh, I love, I love him. Be, there must be a podcast called Because Dan Harmon. I love I love that he... If there isn't, we should start yeah. one. Uh, I love that he, um, he engages so much with the subject of race and gender and stuff. But very... And it's nice. But very recently, he was talking about that in an episode. He was talking about the porn industry... And how the porn industry was progressive before everywhere else. Because look at uh, look at how n- like normalised it is being a black male, uh, a black male hunter in porn. And I, he wasn't being ironic. And I was like, Demorge think- didn't entirely agree though. Did no, he? no, he didn't. To be yeah. fair, but I was like, yeah. Or or there's the or there's the very strong counter argument. Mm. That um that that's really regressive because well, it's always about how animalistic they are and how massive their penises are yeah and how yeah brutal brutal completely fetishizing yeah, so yeah. um but anyway so uh, that's uh come up come at us Harmon yeah although uh, keep up with the Rob Shrub but <sighs> but more Spencer I'm I'm worried I get a bit itchy when Spencer's not there yeah it's like oh god you know I don't want him to fall out with Spencer you know he needs Spencer yeah I love Spencer but I have laughed more Mm. awkwardly at bus stops and on buses Mm. and stuff like that listening to Rob Schraub on those shows than anything else I don't think I don't think anyone makes me laugh as much as Rob Schraub god I love Rob Schraub if we're making if we're making um, uh, podcast recommendations can I just Give a, a Harmontown needs the bump. Uh, frankly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I mention one that I'm enjoying quite a lot at the moment, which I found through um, Comedy Bang Bang, but it's um, spontane uh, spontaneation mm-hmm. with Paul F. Tompkins. Yes, and it's it's um, the, the improv podcast, which is brilliant. It's really, really good. Is he okay? I get the feeling every time Paul F. Tompkins talks about spontaneation on Comedy Bang Bang, he seems to be sad about how few people listen to it. Well, I listen to it and I love it. And um, he, I, he's Paul F. Tompkins is is a genius. Certainly, in terms of the TV shows and episodes of Comedy Bang Bang, are always better when he's on it. Um, uh, with Bob and David, when he's on it, mm-hmm. the sketches are better. Paul I think he's a very lovely. funny man. Very, he is a very funny, funny man. man. Um, and he's, he's, Andrew, also- he's Andrew Lloyd Webber is just oh god, it makes me laugh. I can't remember the guy who does John Lennon on Comedy Bang Bang, but that makes me laugh. Comedy John I Lennon's good on that. Drums. Drums. <laughs> I can't do the accents. I can't do accents. Say goodnight, James. Drums. Say goodbye. Bye. Oh, oh, bye from, bye from me too. Drums. 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 <laughs>